This is the Tao of Christ, and I am Marshall Davis. In this podcast, I explore the mystical roots of Christianity, which Jesus called the Kingdom of God, which I refer to as Christian non-duality, unitive awareness, or union with God. Others call it non-dual awareness, liberation, enlightenment, or spiritual awakening. It is the heart of all spiritual traditions. This is the Tao of Christ. Good morning. This is Marshall Davis. Today I'm going to continue to look at the myths contained in the second chapter of Genesis as expressions of non-duality. These stories are rich repositories of spiritual truth. Too often people either take these stories literally as history or they reject them as fables. Well, they are neither fact nor fiction. They are profound spiritual tales that describe original non-duality and the origin of duality. Last episode, we looked at the second creation story and what it had to say about the creation of humankind. Humankind is represented by the androgynous figure of Ha'adam, or Adam. Now, I call Adam androgynous because originally Adam is both male and female. At this point in the story, Adam has not yet been divided into male and female. There is an analogous figure in Hinduism, the primal human called Purusha. It's not an exact parallel to Adam, but there are enough similarities so that we can say that both Adam and Purusha appoint to the same truth of original human non-duality. In the Hindu account, everything is made out of Purusha as a primeval sacrifice. In Genesis, everything is not made from Adam, but Adam was made first. Adam is the firstborn of creation. As Christ is later called the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. Only after Adam are all the other animals made, according to this creation account, Genesis 2. Genesis 1, of course, it's, it's different. Then in Genesis 2, Adam names all these other creatures, which is itself a dualistic activity. When you name something, you are separating and distinguishing it from yourself and from other things. So naming is, in a sense, the creation of duality. When it comes to human duality, the primeval human was originally both male and female. As I said, Yahweh had to separate the female from the male to create woman. In the Genesis story, they're even tied together etymologically. It says, she shall be called woman. The Hebrew word is Isha, because she was taken out of Ish, man. The traditional translation of the story says that Yahweh put Adam under anesthesia to a deep sleep, and then took a rib, and from it made the female. Now, a lot of commentary has been done on this act of creation. And much of it is by men. 
saying that that means that male is superior to female because Adam came first. In fact, the Pauline epistle, 1 Timothy, which most scholars, except for fundamentalist ones, think was not written by the apostle, but by someone later. Anyway, 1 Timothy uses this story as a reason to subjugate women to men in the church. The author says, I do not permit a woman to teach or to exercise authority over a man. She is to remain silent. For Adam was formed first, and then Eve. And it was not Adam who was deceived, but the woman who was deceived and fell into transgression. We'll deal with that second part, a different episode. The church has gone, do gone downhill ever since they started following this pseudo-Pauline writing. But when we look at what Genesis actually says, we see that this is not true. The original human contained both male and female, and only later was separated into Ish and Isha, man and woman. Even the translation of that, that the woman was made from a rib is doubtful. That translation itself is supposed to minimize women. The Hebrew word used here for rib is normally, normally translated side. Only here in this story is it ever translated rib. It is elsewhere translated either side or sometimes chamber. Like a heart has two upper chambers and two lower chambers, so does the primordial human have two chambers. If we translate it side, instead of rib, then it is actually saying that God took one of the sides, not one of the ribs of the human, which makes a lot more sense, really. Why a rib, of all things? So, the original human is pictured as having two sides, one male and one female. And we can picture God then dividing the original androgynous human into two. So this story is describing the birth of human duality, male and female from an original non-dual human. Now, this is not some new idea. It is found in many spiritual traditions around the world, including early Judaism as it was trying to interpret these creation stories. This is how the creation accounts was, inter was interpreted in Midrashes and rabbinic literature known as the Genesis Rabbah, written between 300 and 500 AD. These rabbis thought a particular verse from the Psalms offered insight into the creation of humankind, where it says in Psalm 139, You have formed me before and behind. They said this means that Adam in Genesis 1 was actually a hermaphrodite with two faces, a man and a woman sharing the same back. We see evidence for this also in the wording of the creation story in Genesis 1, these rabbis said, where it says, So God created man in his own image, in the image of God he created him, male and female he created them. The alternation of the singular and the plural in this verse led them to believe that the divine image contained both male and female, 
and that the original human was male and female. And then in Genesis 2, this primal androgyne is split in half and two separate beings are created, man and woman. Of course, this is not what happened literally, historically, scientifically. We know enough about evolution to know how humans evolved. There was not really ever a human being that was a man and a woman put together sharing the same back, half male and half female. It's a myth. Just like the story of Adam and Eve is a myth. It's symbolic. But just because we say it's a myth and it seems a little bit strange to us to picture this creature, it's not any more strange than a talking snake or magical trees in the Garden of Eden, which many Christians actually take literally. Of course, you won't hear this interpretation of, a, of an androgynous Adam from your local neighborhood evangelical pulpit or Bible study. This is an ancient teaching that taught that the original condition of humankind was non-dual, that the original human, you might say, was non-binary. If taken seriously, then this would be an affirmation of non-binary and transgender people, which would open up a whole discussion of gender identity. And that's a discussion that evangelicalism does not want to have. That's why evangelicals insist that the Bible teaches that humans were created male and female from the very beginning, even though this story clearly says that the distinction came later. The spiritual point of the second creation story of humankind's origin is that there was a primordial non-duality. It's pictured differently in chapter 1 and chapter 2, but both accounts are making the same point, saying that non-duality is the original condition of humanity. Even when they were male and female, they were one in spirit. They felt no separation. It says in the closing verse of this chapter, the man and his wife were both naked and were not ashamed. The Garden of Eden in Genesis 2 is a symbol of what we call non-dual awareness, which was a sense of union with each other and with God. We call it paradise. The following chapter, Genesis 3, then goes on to speak of how that changed. The fall of humankind from this non-dual consciousness into a dualistic way of thinking with all its consequences. That story is theologically known as the fall. And it has fascinating symbols of the tree of knowledge of good and evil, and the tree of life, and, and the serpent. And we'll explore that next time. But this is it for today. Grace and peace to you. That is the Tao of Christ for today. Thank you for listening. You can access other episodes of this podcast at thedowofchrist.com. 
You can also find these podcasts in video format at my YouTube channel at christiannonduality.net. My blog, Spiritual Reflections, can be found at marshalldavis.us. There you will also find a link to my books and my email address. Join me next time for another episode of The Tao of Christ. Thank you.